I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hello, and welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is Mike. I'm very excited to be back with you today. This is our first solo episode in a while. Well, it's not solo, duo episode. Together. So the, yeah, together with On the podcast else. and in life. So beautiful. <sighs> so nice. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm a cold. We are recording in You're our basement. Cold? I am cold. I've got a blanket on me. We are gearing up for something really amazing, which I'm really excited about. It's actually happening right now while this podcast is live. We've been working behind the scenes on making some mega major exciting upgrades to our Origin membership. You can find out more about that over at origincollective.com. Doors are open for four days only. So if you've been sniffing around, wanting to grow your business by doing less, check it out. I am like almost so excited that I can barely sleep about what we have for you. I don't know that I've ever felt this excited about anything work-wise. So it's true. I'm psyched. <laughs> we got done watching Pose last night. We started the show on yeah, FX. Pose on FX, which you can watch through Netflix. Uh huh. And uh, Kate, uh, we're like going to bed, and I go upstairs, brush my teeth, get in bed. I read, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to fall asleep. Kate's nowhere to be found. Just not coming to bed. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just go to bed. Well, it's that full moon. I have no eclipse idea energy. what time you I came am, to it. I am wound up. I wound will tell up. you what. I am wound up. I'm excited. And today's episode is all about answering. So it turns out you've been sending in a lot of questions ever since Do Less came out about your cyclical nature, whether it's your own hormonal cycles, you're pregnant, you're past menopause, you have an IUD, you're a man and want to know how this affects you, you are wanting to get pregnant but aren't yet. There are so many different types of questions that I have received about your cyclical nature and how to organize for the ebbs and flows of being a cyclical creature, how that affects your creativity, how that affects your relationships, how that affects your work life, your productivity. So I'm really excited to dive into this topic today to get all of your questions answered. So thank you for those who DM'd me. Thank you for those who have been writing in. We're really excited to have this episode for you. And just so you know, Origin, the membership is all about how to tap into your cyclical nature to grow your business while doing less. So if what we're talking about today resonates, make sure you go check it out, origincollective.com. Okay. Should I read a podcast? Oh yeah. A review you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a listener spotlight. Or a review. Yes. So today's listener spotlight is from I am... Om AF. That's funny. I'm. I am Om AF. I'm a mom AF. Oh. That's what it is. Great. You can look, see? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so much information I had to. Wait, excuse me. That's not right. This is cut off. I don't know what the whole review is. For some odd reason, it's cut off on iTunes. Is there a headline? Yeah, this is the headline. Okay. So much information I had no I dot dot dot. So if this is you, uh, you can just 
DM me on Instagram at Mike J Watts. You can't read the whole thing. Well, yes, I'm going to. Oh. But and then we'll send you a special gift. Okay. So hi, Kate and it's Mike. Five star review. Five star. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I found your podcast after listening to Kate on the Gold Digger podcast. Shout out to my Gold Diggers. Oh, in the Pod Squad for everybody listening, the Pod Squad. Yes. Um, I think one of the hashtags on Instagram of the Pod Squad is a bunch of dogs. It is. Yeah, cute dogs. I think it's the pod squad is the dogs. We're going to continue to work on our hashtag. I like it. I immediately messaged Kate with questions and looking for recommendations on getting further information. And she messaged me back within an hour. If I'm honest, I did not expect a reply at all. And I was thrilled to get some great advice. I love do less so much. I downloaded the audiobook and I purchased a hard copy to take bots in right away i think she means notes i think so too to take could you imagine taking bots i'm taking bots in my book i am obsessed with learning as much as possible about cycles now and this podcast i live love the chemistry you two have and it sounds so much more like a real conversation rather than someone reading off a script i'm loving the topics you pick so please keep them coming this is from amy i think amy this podcast is right up your alley Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Psyched to have you here. And I think you are going to love today's episode. So go ahead and message Mike. Mike J. J. Watts. At Mike J. Watts on Instagram. He will also respond to you. I will. (laughs) And uh, and we're going to send you something in the mail. So thanks for leaving a review. If you are listening and you have not yet left a review, we love to do listener spotlights. So go ahead over to iTunes or iTunes and leave us a review. Those reviews help us to reach more listeners. It works with the whole iTunes algorithm, which naturally but I also don't actually understand. It does help with feedback. Yep. Yeah. So I got a question before we start into the topic. Okay. I am ready though. I know, but we're missing in, in, in some introduction of what's happening here. It's all Kate, all business all the time. The, so what's up with your back? Oh, let's talk know. about your back. You're so you're so excited about all this other stuff. But then your rib keeps getting thrown out. So let's dive into that a little bit. Well, I don't really have much to say other than that when I was pregnant with Ruby. So so when you are pregnant, we're going to talk more about pregnancy and cyclical living later on in the episode. So stay tuned. When you are pregnant, your ribs can expand up to nine inches in diameter. Wow. Which is a lot of space. And with all the relaxin in your body, which is the, I don't know if it's a hormone or a substance that basically makes everything more stretchy so the baby can come out and have space basically i got really sick with an upper respiratory thing my final trimester with ruby my third trimester and i was sick the whole time and coughing really hard and i coughed so hard that i think i broke a rib now naturally you cannot get an x-ray while you're pregnant so i don't know this for sure but it seemed that i cracked my rib and that hurt a lot that last month and a half or so was extremely painful and so i've just had ongoing issues with that rib and the other day we did a workout that included a lot of burpees and i have a feeling that i popped the rib out due to the burpees i thought i had pulled my back and mike looked at me lying down because he was going to help work on it and he was like your ribs 
are bulging on the right hand side. I don't think this is a muscular thing. So thank goodness for my amazing osteopath, Lynette. If you're in the greater Portland area in Portland, Maine, you can go to Osteopathic Family Care. I want to give a shout out, shout out to Dr. Lynette Bassett-Willard. She's amazing. She popped the ribs back in. She also helped Ruby to walk again. Ruby has been going in and out of walking, and we think there's a little something wrong with her pelvis and sacrum. So Lynette's been helping us with adjustments. And so then... Yeah, so then that was feeling great. And I was like, great, I'm going to start working out again. And I was like, absolutely not. Nope, not today. And and tomorrow you can walk. So I took things easier. And then while sitting on a bunk bed at this cabin on a lake, I like went to turn to change Ruby's diaper because there was no changing table. And for any of you have who have changed diapers in a variety of awkward settings, you know that sometimes it's just like awkward. And when you have a crawler who's like a wiggle worm i mean sometimes i just feel like i have to hold her down and she cries like such a deal i'm so ready to be done with diapers but anyway i seem to have misaligned it again so it's like somewhere near where my lungs and ribs and the whole diaphragm thing attach because when i take a really deep breath it hurts a little bit and i had a little trouble sleeping last night so yes i'm super excited about business Yes, there's something wrong with my ribs. I'm going back to see Lynette. And in the meantime, I will be walking or doing other kinds of gentle movement. So I have one last question about this. Is the... (laughs) Kate, definitely. I really don't want to talk about it. Why? So like we spend a lot of time about talk about listening to our body, right? Yes. And then when you have this rib thing come out, you're like, let's go work out tomorrow. You know, we're doing it. And so I I guess like what is going through your... It's because it just feels like... Because I teach what I need to learn just like everybody else, which is that I don't really like to slow down. Oh, okay. And also I've been on such a high from our workouts over the last couple of months. Mike and I have been doing working out together in the garage with these street parking workouts and street parking is a membership that's sort of CrossFit-esque. Yeah, I can talk Um, more about it. It's great. And so I've just been having such a good time and it makes me feel so good and I feel so energized that is a very different feeling than when I go for a walk. Neither is better or worse. It's just like, I love to get a good sweat. I love to feel strong. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of bummed that I can't do that right now. We can modify. All right. So let's get into cycles. Okay. So cycles and seasons. I just want to know, I want you to know where we are headed today. I had a lot of questions come in around nursing and pregnancy when you're not having your period. How do you track your cycle during that time? What's the deal with creativity and your ebbs and flows during pregnancy? Had a lot of questions come in about menopause, perimenopause, postmenopause, bleeding with the full moon, bleeding when you're in a big outward thing like a 40,000 person convention, irregular cycles, short cycles, hormonal birth control, IUDs, best practices for the luteal phase when you're feeling inward and maybe a little prickly. How do you set this up in an environment that doesn't really support the natural cycles of human beings? How to work parent and partner when you're in your lowest energy and prickliest time? How does this work for men? How can I support my husband's cycle? How do men work with the moon? How can we align our cycles with our men? And how do I track both my menstrual cycle and the moon and have them work together? So that is where we are headed today. I'm going to answer all of that. And Mike's going to chime in whenever he feels like it. Great. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. 
All right, so let's start with pregnancy because that's where we all started. So really interesting. So of course, when you're pregnant, you don't have your period because our period is the releasing of the uterine lining when you do not have an egg fertilized that month. But when you do have an egg fertilized that month, you are pregnant and you will not have a period until sometime after you will not ovulate until sometime after having the baby. It's different for everybody. After Penelope, I had my first period when she was 13 months old. After Ruby, I had my first period when she was 10 months old. So every woman is very different here. But pregnancy itself, the nine to 10 month period of pregnancy itself is a macrocosm of the menstrual and lunar cycle in the following way. This is not talked about a lot, but I think it's really interesting. The first trimester of pregnancy is very similar energetically to the new moon and to when you are having your period. It's that inward energy. I call it the fertile void energy. Within Origin, we practice something called the upward cycle of success, which is basically how to apply the four energetic signatures of the lunar cycle and the, and the menstrual cycle and the seasons to our businesses and to our projects. So that first trimester energy is, it's an inward time. Many women feel sick. Many women feel low energy. It is the time when many people are not sharing that they're pregnant. And it looks like nothing is happening because you usually don't look visibly pregnant within those first 12 to 13 weeks. You might look a little bloated. I certainly did. But no one would have come up to me and thought I was pregnant. However, it doesn't look like anything's happening, but you have formed every organ of a human body during that time. So it's an incredibly productive time, even though visually you can't see anything. Think about that in your life. What projects are you in? What experiences have you had where you've been in that fertile void energy? Perhaps you've been judging yourself in a first trimester of pregnancy for not feeling like you can get as much done. But I want you to know, metaphorically speaking and literally speaking, during the first trimester for a woman in pregnancy, she is making every organ of a human body. And yet many women during this time are beating themselves up for not doing enough. And I want to talk about how effed up that is as a culture, right? So that's the first trimester. The second trimester is a little bit more like springtime. So Are we going to talk about that later? I, okay, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just saying that's effed up. Oh, okay. Period. Well, that was going to be my question is oh. like, what do you do? So let's say I'm the partner of you, which I am, <laughs> and you're pregnant. Which, which you, hopefully I will never be again. You have been. <laughs> um <laughs> This is purely <laughs> hypothetical. Okay, so what do, like, what would your recommendation be if someone happens to be pregnant in their first trimester right now and they have a partner at home that is uh, there, right? Because I'm not, I just realized, like, to me, you know, when you were pregnant, especially with Penelope, I'm like, okay, you're pregnant. There wasn't, like, we were going to classes, et cetera, but there wasn't a lot of talk about this first trimester. So what would you say? maybe to somebody to like seek out for help to realize what's going on or to just talk about it or how would you I mean I think really supporting your partner in doing less would be so valuable because a lot of women just have really low energy during that time and they feel really sick 
I'm very blessed. I did not feel sick during the first trimester for either of my pregnancies. Mm -hmm. I mean, a little bit, but nothing crazy. But I have women who are incapacitated, you know, friends who are have been incapacitated by it. And yet they're still supposed to show up at work and not tell anyone they're pregnant. Like, it's awful, the culture we have around this. It's like, oh, hi, I'm repopulating the planet, but I'm supposed to pretend everything's fine and I'm not supposed to tell anybody and I'm supposed to show up while making a human being and doing all the other things I was supposed to do before. So I would just say, give her a lot of grace, give her a lot of space and support her in any way you can by, you know, making sure dinner gets handled, by helping her do whatever needs to happen to get to bed earlier, by putting older kids to bed. I mean, we already had that going on where Penelope always wanted to put you to bed anyway, so that was not an issue. <laughs> I put Penelope to bed. She didn't put me to bed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, That's called messed up uh, family Yeah, life. no, yeah. you were putting her to bed. <laughs> yeah. um, My two-year-old is putting me to bed every night. <laughs> yes, this is how we run a very established household. But yeah, just give her a lot of grace, give her a lot of space, and just tell you you, you love her and that she's doing great. I mean, just saying you're doing great and not expecting her to be like sunshiny or outward or doing the things that she might have been doing before because she's making a human being Mm -hmm. and that takes a lot yeah and i would say the i'll let you get to i know how i have a lot to get through here (laughs) but this is important because there's not just as as we expect so much from like what you were saying is that it's messed up right as we expect so much from this but there's also the other side where it's just all of a sudden there's no like transition either way you know it's just like because you never know how you're going to feel like when you were pregnant you said you never knew what was going to happen during that time and so for me i just it's like in my head it was like i'm expecting you to just be the way you were before you were pregnant you know like the expect it's like that's the way i'm like what's going on because we don't have a culture right we're talking about it space so that's what i'm trying to change great go ahead so the next trimester of pregnancy is more like springtime energy i call this energy emergence energy it's like the follicular phase of your menstrual cycle it's like the waxing moon it's a time when a lot of women get a burst of energy and a lot of women feel amazing during their second trimester a lot of them have a very high libido that's like that pregnancy glow that we talk about like just feeling like you could take on the world and just feeling really beautiful and energized I can't say that I personally felt this way either time you did not but I celebrate women who do (laughs) and so just as you're listening to everything I'm saying today know that your experience is the experience that counts so I may make generalizations about what many people experience But if you are not experiencing that, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just your experience. And so check in with what's happening with you and go with that primarily. And then you can look for trends. And I'm gonna talk to you about the daily energy tracker that I created to help you look for trends within your own lived experience because most of our culture is around looking at the lived experience of others. And I also just wanna point out that most of the data, most studies, are done on men. And so there's not nearly as much data done on women. I mean, not nearly as many studies about women because it just hasn't been seen as valuable. Like, why would we want to know about a woman's experience? So if you're looking at data, find out. Like, if you're seeing data on the news or in a newspaper, find out 
was that data all men? Because would it really apply to you as a woman? I don't know. And so we have to ask these questions. But I just also want you to know, I didn't experience the second trimester glow and energy burst. Though with Ruby, I did a little bit more. Like I was doing my birth fit workouts. Mm -hmm. I finished Do Less. And I wrote all of Do Less in my second Mm -hmm. trimester with Ruby. We went on that fun vacation to Florida. So like it was definitely a more outward time, a more energized time. Then the third trimester of pregnancy is like what I, I call the visibility energy. It's like the full moon. It's like ovulation. It's more like a summertime energy. You are fully pregnant and out there. You're the biggest you're going to be. It's kind of that full bloom energy. But at the same time, so some women feel really great. Some women are like, uh, can this baby be out soon? I was one of the, can this baby be out soon? Like with Ruby, I was like ready to give birth at 28 weeks. <laughs> I was over it. So, you know, these are trends. These are not science. I mean, they're not, not I uh, well, it is scientific. Many women do feel this way, but I mean, it's not set in stone. And then the fourth trimester of pregnancy when the baby is out is when you are really in this inward, cozy you are wrapping up the pregnancy experience. So the baby is out of your body, but the baby is mostly still on your body. So that fourth trimester is a really important time. I highly recommend the book called The Fourth Trimester by Kimberly Ann Johnson. It's actually right over Mike's head right now where I'm looking. And also a great book called The First 40 Days. So check out those resources. But that time is akin to autumn I call it culmination, the waning moon, the luteal phase. It's another inward time. So just like the first trimester, it's that inward time. And many women are really just like not wanting to go out. And it's just like this internal time. You're like, you know, with the baby in the nursery and at home and sleeping and recovering. And a lot of women do find that they their nesting energy really increases in the third trimester. So that's a little bit of that culmination energy as well. You know, women report wanting to like clean the entire bathroom with a toothbrush a few days before they give birth and things like that. So that energy is, is very real. Okay. How long does that last? All of them are three months. 13, the fourth trimester too? Well, people say, you know, the first 40 days, but the fourth tri- is like the time to be inside and like really just cocooned with your baby. But the fourth trimester is until the baby is three months old. Like the newborn phase is the fourth trimester. And when your baby reaches three months old, then they are suddenly like they've woken up. They're looking at other people. They're smiling. They're giggling. They're like much more in the world. And they move from being a newborn to an infant. And that's a very distinct, you know, it's like you can't really leave them on the couch sleeping all day anymore. <laughs> it's, it's a distinctive phase. So with your productivity and creativity during pregnancy, for many women, their creativity, their creative energy is going towards the baby. And they're totally, I remember just feeling like, I don't care about my business. Why would I care about my business? <laughs> um, And that's normal. There's nothing wrong with that. Unfortunately, we live in a culture that really doesn't talk about it, really doesn't celebrate it. So 
that's when you want to really lean on your 80-20. So we talk about this a lot in Origin, and I and I have a whole how-to lesson about how to identify what the 20% is that gives you 80% of the results. So you can just focus in on the 20% and let the rest go. For me in my first pregnancy, I needed to massively downgrade what I was doing because I was so tired. And so I just leaned hard on the 20%. We delegated a lot. And Mike was obviously super, super supportive. But in our current culture and with your work situation, I know for me, I didn't have the option of just taking off for nine months during pregnancy. We still needed to support our family and medical bills and all of that stuff. And so you just really want to ask yourself, what is absolutely necessary during this time? And what can I let go of? Can I let go of having a perfectly clean house right now? Can I let go of needing to make all home cooked meals? Can I let go of showing up at every single meeting? I know during my pregnancy, I stopped going to our team meetings in our company because I just needed to be inward and just get my stuff done and get all my content together for maternity leave. And, And so during that time, that worked. And then I came back after maternity leave, which was great. So during pregnancy and nursing, you will have ebbs and flows of your energy. And I really recommend just following the moon. Now, we I have this daily energy tracker. You get a whole training lesson on it within the origin community, but you can also get it. It's inside my book, Do Less. Um, It's one of the downloads that you can get when you get your copy of Do Less. So it's the daily energy tracker, and I recommend using that on it every single evening for at least 90 days because it will guide you in looking for trends in terms of, okay, this is the day of my cycle I'm on. And this applies to anybody, men, women, menopause, pregnancy, nursing, hormonal birth control, whatever you're experiencing, transgender person, this is going to apply to you. Daily energy tracker. It asks you what day of your cycle are you on if you have a period. If you do not have a period, it also asks you what phase is the moon in. I recommend following Jennifer Rassiopi. We had a great episode with Jennifer Rassiopi about lunar logic, and you, she's an astrologer, amazing, focuses on the moon. We'll link to that episode in the show notes. And then also get a, a lunar tracking app. I use iLuna, but you could do whatever you want. Also, you can just download the lunar phases onto your Google calendar, which I also do. So the daily energy tracker then asks you about your, how did you feel that day? How's your sexual energy? How's your physical energy? And it goes through a few questions, like if you're having any, you know, how is your sleep? What kind of symptoms are you having? And then what you'll notice is that over time, over 90 days, you will begin to see patterns within yourself. I'm much more interested in you tracking your own relationship to the moon or your menstrual cycle, or both, than I am about telling you how you should feel at these different phases. I have no freaking clue how you're gonna feel at these different phases. There are eight million people on the planet, and every single one is a special snowflake who is gonna have a different experience. And so this is one of the most loving things you can do is sit down with this daily energy tracker. It'll take you three minutes, it's not a big deal and track the lived experience of being you. Once you have 90 days worth of data, it's amazing because then you'll know, oh, well, when the moon is full, I tend to feel this way. I know, for example, I stayed up too late last night. We had a full moon. I stayed up too late last night. 
I knew I was going to have trouble sleeping anyway. I always do. It's totally fine. It's just how I am at the full moon. I'm wired. I'm wound up. I can't sleep. I'm restless. I usually stay up too late doing things. I'm excited about business. I'm like out there. Don't want to sleep. So that's, that's me. That's how I experience full moon energy. I know that because I've been paying attention to myself. And so last night I stayed up too late. Was it too late? I don't know. I mean, I was still in bed by 10, 15. But I know for me this morning, I didn't beat myself up about that. I was like, oh, full moon. It's how I am, right? So this allows us to be more accepting of who we are as opposed to trying to be how we are something different. And also it allows us to plan ahead. So for example, I know I'm supposed to get my period on Sunday and I'm not going to, I mean, in general, I'm not going to do this, but I'm not going to like plan to go out at eight at night that day or like do a Facebook live or, you know, like that's just the day that I'm going to be more inward. We have this clam festival coming up. When this episode goes live, the clam festival will have come and gone. But Mike and I work 15 hours collectively at the booth for our kids daycare at the clam festival. It's a big fundraiser for us. As the organizer says, are you ready to make $10,000 working a collective 200 hours? (laughs) Which is we're selling corn dogs. Really? And tater tots, fried pickles Mm -hmm. and toots ice cream. Homemade locally at a beautiful farm. Okay. So anyway, Mike's taking the shifts that day because like as much as I would, you know, like I'm probably just not going to be into being chatty and being social and I'm going to, my mom's going to come and be with me and the kids during that time because I know I'm going to need extra support, right? So I know how I feel on the first day of my period, which is super spacey. I'm not going to be trying to write like (laughs) my best work that day. It's just not going to happen. Okay. When is this? Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. Um, just small correction. When Kate said snowflakes does not mean the derogatory term that was created during oh. the election of 2016. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oops. Okay, great. I literally was talking about snowflakes and how there aren't yeah, two I, that are I, the same. I'm aware. Oh, but okay. Some people might have like, there was a thing where. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. It was like Hillary created the deplorables oh. and then everybody else said that everybody was supportive of Hillary's a snowflake. So. Oh, we're just I'm like, literally talking about snowflakes. I, I'm okay. aware. I'm just correcting so people don't get. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So when you are pregnant, when you are nursing, when you are in menopause, past menopause, when you're on hormonal birth control, if you have an IUD and are not having a cycle, if you are a man, if you are a transgender woman who doesn't have a period, there's a lot of reasons you might not have a period. And I would recommend for all of those times, tracking your own energy ebbs and flows with the moon. So I got so many questions that were essentially, I don't have a regular period because I don't have a period because I'm past menopause, because I'm nursing, because I'm pregnant, because I'm a man, because I have an IUD, because I'm on the pill, because I have PCOS, because my periods are really short, because my periods are really long, because some months my periods are 17 days, the cycle is 17 days, some months my period is 72 days. Sometimes I don't get a cycle for 90 days, but sometimes then it comes every 10 days. There's so many different scenarios here. I am not a medical professional. If you want really good down and dirty hormonal health support, I recommend checking out my mom's book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. 
if you are in perimenopause or you soon will be, or if you are in menopause or past menopause, check out her book, The Wisdom of Menopause and The Secret Pleasures of Menopause. I also recommend Nicole Jardim's work, nicolejardim.com. Of course, these will all be in the show notes. So don't worry. You can just check those out over at katenorthup.com forward slash podcast. And then also Dr. Jolene Brightman's book, Beyond the Pill. There are so many great resources if you have hormonal health questions. I know more than your average person, but I remain not a health professional. Okay, but for all of those scenarios, track the moon. When in doubt, track the moon. If your period's not showing up regularly, track the moon. Why? Our bodies are made up of over 60% water. The moon's gravitational pull affects all water on planet Earth. It's why we have tides. Even lakes and ponds have minute tides that you can't really see, but they are happening. All water is moved by the gravitational pull of the moon. And so the data shows that we are lunar creatures, man, woman, child, somewhere in the spectrum in between. We are all lunar creatures because we are made mostly of water. And the water ebbs and flows in accordance with the moon. And that changes our experience of being a human being. On the full moon, there are always more emergency room visits. There are always more accidents. There are always more psychotic episodes. This is well documented. There's really interesting data. Of course, I would love for there to be more data, but the thing is no one's gonna profit off data around the moon. And so there's an issue with data with studies being funded. Maybe we will fund some at some point. But basically, we're lunar creatures, so just track it. And I'm not going to tell you how you're going to feel around the different phases of the moon. You have to get to know yourself. And that's where the daily energy tracker comes in. So you can either get that as part of our origin community. Doors are open right now with a whole robust lesson of how to use it. Or you can get just the download of it in my book, Do Less. Okay, so we talked nursing. We talked pregnancy. I just also want to say during your nursing time, I'm still nursing Ruby. She's 15 months old. I just nurse her in the morning and at night. And if she's home, I nurse her before her nap. If she's not home, I do not nurse her. She's at daycare. She drinks goat milk in case you're interested. And I do not pump anymore unless I am away on a trip. But it's really normal and totally healthy for you to have like a low libido while you're nursing. Mine is coming back and that's really exciting. Like my life force is coming back because I'm not nursing that much. And so that's been really fun. But also I didn't beat myself up for the whole period of time where I just wasn't really feeling like super sexual. And that's very normal and healthy because why if you have a baby who's dependent upon you for their living, why would your body inspire you to make another baby? It makes no sense. So just like what's going on with your body is usually has some wisdom to it. And so while, you know, our culture would have you believe that you're supposed to be in the best shape of your life six weeks after having a baby and be like this, you know, sexual glamazon who's able to like do the dishes and keep the house clean and make all this money and also you know be gorgeous and also take care of your kids like that's ridiculous so just be where you are you're doing great is my message for you okay now how about marrying the moon and your menstrual cycle so this is interesting got a lot of questions about this what if i bleed on the full moon instead of on the new moon 
what about ovulating on the new moon? What if da 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 da, right? So again, go back to the daily energy tracker, track your own experience. So after 90 days, you kind of know, oh, well, my experience is that I do tend to bleed on the full moon. And what that means is the luteal phase, which is the phase right before you have your period where you will feel things more intensely than you do the rest of the month. It might be more intense because the full moon tends to intensify emotions. So you may want to have some best practices in place for that period of time. Once you're tracking and once you know, oh yeah, days like 20 to 28 are really intense. I tend to bleed on the full moon and I tend to feel edgy and emotional and low energy and annoyed about life for that period of time, that few days beforehand. So now you know, set yourself up for that. Ask for extra support, get a babysitter, lessen your workload, plan to do the tasks where you can be by yourself. Don't schedule all your podcast episodes back to back. Don't schedule a photo shoot if you can avoid it. And get out your journal. So best practices for luteal phase, be by yourself, get out your journal, Know that you can trust your feelings. You just can't trust the volume of them. My dear friend, Deb Kern, gave me that wisdom nugget when I was losing my mind after I had Penelope. By the way, postpartum depression, that postpartum period, I had postpartum depression and anxiety with Penelope, but that energetically in that transition from third trimester to fourth trimester, same energy as transitioning from ovulation into the luteal phase, same energy as transitioning from summertime to autumn, that's when you would have PMS, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and seasonal affective disorder. Those are all energetically similar, also very similar experience when women are transitioning are in perimenopause. It's that transition from the summertime of life to the autumn of life. That transition is bumpy. It should be. It's designed to be because it calls into question everything in our lives and it holds up a big mirror of like, hey, how's this working for you? Anything you want to change here? Because the next phase, the winter time of your cycle or the new moon phase, the time when you're bleeding or just, you know, whatever that winter, that ebb is coming is the time to really go within and evaluate and look at what's working, what's not working. And in this next cycle I'm about to embark in, whether it's a menstrual cycle, a lunar cycle, a cycle of creativity, what do I want to birth now? What do I want to let go of? What do I want to birth now? So this is all designed for your flourishing. This is all designed to help you be in this constant life cycle of death and rebirth that happens every single month. And in many ways, it happens every single day if we're paying attention to it. So when you're looking at your menstrual cycle and the moon, bleeding on the new moon is not right. Just because you know, more women will have, statistically speaking, more women bleed on the new moon than on the full moon. When women are living away from artificial light, they tend to sync up so that most of them are bleeding on the new moon. But some will always bleed on the full moon. Even back in the day when there was no such thing as electricity, there would be some women who would bleed on the new moon, and then there would be some women who would bleed on the full moon. And the full moon women were then available to tend to the things that the new moon bleeding women were not tending to because they were in the red tent, hanging out, chilling out, 
which just sounds lovely. And I would like to move as a culture more towards a time when, you know, for a couple of days, we can just chill. When we are losing a ton of blood and going through a major physiological process, not to mention a major, you know, intuition, deep dive, and really downloading a lot of wisdom during that time. But then the new moon bleeder women were available to care for all of the things for the full moon women. So just know that whenever you're having your cycle is the perfect time for you for this phase of your life. And if you want to, just for the fun of it, play around with syncing up your cycle to the moon in a different way, all you need to do is set that intention to just say, okay, I'm putting it out there. Hello, body. I would like to just practice what it would be like. Like, let's say your periods are super intense and you are feeling like you're having a really hard time that few days before your period and you're bleeding on the full moon and it's just like a lot for you. Maybe you have small children. Maybe you're moving. Maybe you're going through a divorce. You know, maybe family shit's going down. I don't know. But maybe it's just too much. You could say to your body, hi, could we transition to the new moon so that it's a little bit more of a gentle experience of my cycle. And then every night go out and spend a little time in the moonlight just looking at the moon. Maybe three minutes. Doesn't have to be long. This is called moon gazing and moon bathing. I guess some people might even take it further and actually lie down like with their skin exposed to the moon. I don't even know if that's effective, but if it sounds like fun to you, go for it. I never have. Um, But when I was trying to get my period back after I lost it, um, when Mike and I, before our wedding, I wanted to get my period back because I wanted to get pregnant. And so I just set the intention and I would go kind of have a little conversation with the moon every night and go look at the moon and just say like, hi, I'm ready to get back on board here. So, and then I came back within a couple months. That's what I have to say about marrying your moon and the menstrual cycle. Any questions about that, Mike? Do you think that was clear? I believe so. Okay. Yep. And then, so one question that you, you've said this a number of times since we've started this about, this isn't the way that the culture is set up differently than what you're talking about. The culture, this, the culture, that. So what do we do to change the culture? We change the way we behave ourselves. We are all the culture. And the more people who begin to embrace the low energy, more inward times of their own cyclical nature and celebrate it as opposed to beating themselves up for it, that's how we change the culture because then we teach our kids and then they teach their kids and then they teach their friends. I just got a message from a woman today who said, since reading your book, I have stopped beating myself up when I have PMS symptoms. That is so revolutionary. One woman allowing herself to feel the way she feels. Like that changes the culture because our culture beats us up and tells us we are wrong when we feel inward and when we don't feel like taking on the world. And for a woman, there is 50% of her cycle, 50% of the month when she is having a different type of energetic experience than what is celebrated as doing life right and being a human being in the correct way. So 50% of the time, if women are listening to the culture, sort of the zeitgeist, we feel like we're doing it wrong. And so every person who embraces the experience she's having, now does that mean that you're out for 50% of the month? No, that is not what I'm saying. But there's the luteal and menstrual phases of your cycle, which are the same as the waning moon and the new moon phases of the moon cycle. 
those phases are an inward time where you're tapping into it's a darker time literally so you're looking inside as opposed to looking outside and so every person man woman non-binary whoever every person who celebrates looking inside and going inside and slowing down and doing less as opposed to going outside and kicking ass and doing more every person who does that changes the culture on a daily basis does that make sense mm-hmm. okay okay so my period ritual somebody asked me this I love this question. I'm not big on fancy rituals. I, as you have heard, I like to just move it right along. (laughs) So I usually, when I have my period, I will sit and do a quick meditation, five, 10 minutes. And I just ask myself what I need to know. I just ask like, what do I need to know right now? It's kind of a take on Megan Watterson's soul voice meditation. Um, By the way, Megan Watterson, my dear friend, she was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, wrote the book Mary Magdalene Revealed. She has created an egg wisdom meditation that she does as she's ovulating to magnetize what she wants toward her. And it's beautiful. And she's been getting incredible results, including calling in authors who are like 10 degrees of separation from her very quickly without having to do anything to collaborate with. And it's, it's really cool what she's been doing. So anyway, that egg wisdom meditation is a bonus that you get when you join Origin right now. So my period ritual is I just go inside. I ask, what do I need to know? Is there anything I need to know? And then if I have any questions that have been coming up, especially during the luteal phase, By the way, you can do the same thing at the new moon. I I hope we're understanding here that you don't have to have a period. Like you can do this in accordance with the moon. And I talk a lot about it in Do Less. We talk a lot about this in Origin. So if you need more guidance, those are your resources. But I ask, what do I need to know? What are my questions that I've been pondering during my luteal phase or, or leading up to the new moon? What are the things? And then I just ask, like, what do we got here? And then I just do some journaling and see what comes through. I know my friend Eliza does this same thing and she will get like a full download of a business plan or what needs to come next or or whatever. Your left and right hemispheres are more interactive, in, interconnected in your brain during this time. And you will be able to have access to inner wisdom in a way that you don't the rest of the rest of the month. And anybody can tap into this at the new moon because the whole planet is darker at the new moon, which means our only option for seeing is to go inside. We can't see outside. There's no light. So we have to go inside. And that's where these really great insights can come from on the new moon. Also at the new moon. So I do both. So I do a period ritual, which is I just do a quick meditation and ask some of the bigger questions that have been coming up that month, whether it's a business model question, something about our marriage, something about my mothering, you know, something about something with my parents. And then I'll just write, I'll just write the answer basically in pen that I'm getting from inside. And then I also on the new moon, which oftentimes does not sync up with my cycle. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But on the new moon, I write a list of my new moon intentions and kind of what I desire to plant seeds for that particular cycle. And then on the full moon, I will do a quick journaling. I did it last night on what is coming to completion in my life right now. And what do I want to let go of? Quickie rituals that you can do at home. Great. So what you're saying, though, is regarding, let's talk about 
tracking your energy like some people have periods some people do not there is no like you're using the moon as like the baseline just so you have something visible to especially track. if like this is not something you've been doing up to your life until this point like just where to start right yeah. you start with following you could just start with new moon full moon right just starting there and then so then you're using that as a baseline and you might realize during your tracking over the next 90 days that you actually don't follow the moon in the way what kate's talking about but you're learning how your body's actually working and then you're paying attention to that because there's not i feel like i mean i've heard you talk about this a lot and i hear some of our customers talk about this and they think they're failing at this because it's not following the guidelines that kate's putting out right it's like we do this with everything it's like i just want the right way to do it just trying to be right (laughs) and the truth is being right is actually listening to ourselves as we're going through this tracking it's not about following the criteria that kate or it's not about being directly on with the moon you know the moon doesn't have a full moon at the same time every month right there's not a like the 15th of every month is not a full moon well no because the lunar cycle is not the the way we months are 30 or 31 days and the lunar cycle is like 27 and a half days which is why we have leap years right so just as it is variable on a monthly basis it's also going to be probably maybe variable to people listening in our individual body so it's makes more sense to you know it's just understanding to use the moon as like the baseline and then go from there yeah great excellent clarification so now i want to talk about the how does this work in environments that it might not be supported like if you work in an environment where you know it would be totally inappropriate to tell people that you're having your period or that you're in your luteal phase or you know that it's the new moon so you want it like there are of course i get that like we even barely talk about that within our company so i just also don't want you to think like it's not like i'm showing up on our team meetings being like i'm bleeding today therefore you know, we, we run a company and we are responsible for deliverables and we work in a culture where it's not commonplace for women to just, you know, go into the red tent for, and that's all, it's all great. Like I am all about optimizing what we've got. And so what I want to invite you to do is just simply pay attention to where you are and just you acknowledging like, oh, I'm having my period or... I'm noticing, you know, let's say I'm I'm postmenopausal and I'm noticing around the five days around the new moon, I do feel more inward. I do feel more spacey. I don't feel as energized. That's great. Just notice that and don't book yourself back to back with meetings and don't say yes to every coworker's, you know, request. Don't go to, um, what's it called? Happy hour. I don't think I've ever been to one. <laughs> don't go to happy hour with your coworkers. And, you know, don't sign up for the extra thing and just move a little slower that day. I use this example a lot, but I think it's helpful. You know, my mom knew this stuff, but she was delivering babies. She was an OB. She had, you know, two kids under the age of three and a half. She just or under the age of two and a half. Actually, when I was born, my sister was two and a half. It was a lot. She couldn't just like peace out. And so she said, you know, when she had her period, she would just walk from the parking lot to the hospital door to go in for her shifts or go on call just like a little bit slower that's all this does not have to be a massive overhaul of your life the slightest energetic quarter turn can make the hugest difference if you're noticing that you're feeling on edge the few days before your period just accept that and make a list of what irritates you doesn't have to change your whole life 
But just that, just honoring where you are and not beating yourself up will save you so much energy. And that energy can then be reoriented to be towards your self-care, your relationships, doing great work. So in a corporate environment, I also gave some really great data in Do Less in the chapter on the global data on doing less, the global evidence for doing less, I think is what it's called. So if you are wanting to try an experiment out in your corporate environment, now that chapter doesn't have a lot to do with cyclical living, but there's a lot of great data in there about productivity and that actually none of us are optimally functional at a 40-hour work week or the 47-hour work week that's the average for people in the United States. So if you want to, you could get your coworkers on board with like, hey, let's experiment with some of this stuff. What would happen if we decided that as a corporate policy for the next week, we're gonna take a break every 45 minutes instead of pushing through and skipping our lunch breaks? You know, just see what would happen and you could try it on, you could, you could try it on. But what I'm saying is in a corporate environment or an environment where this is not really celebrated, I think it's far more important that you have your own back and that you just know where you are in your own cyclical experience of time and organize your day accordingly, knowing that you still have to show up and get your stuff done. So do we. And so we do that, right? I'm not going to just tell our origin members, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm having my period this week. Therefore, I'm not delivering the content that you paid me for. That's just irresponsible. <laughs> so, you but, might have to do it on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. No, I always deliver it on time. You know, but I've no, gone upstream. No, I'm saying like recording. You might exactly. have to like record something. On I've Wednesday gone upstream enough to know. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to do a batch content recording session when I have my period because, I mean, it would still be fine, but it would just it would be harder for me. And it would take a lot more energy to get the same result. And I don't want to misuse my energy that way. Okay. Do you think that that answers the how to do this in a corporate environment? It's really much more about how you do things than what you do and giving yourself a little bit of a break when you're feeling lower energy. And the same thing with how to partner, how to parent and how to be productive during your low energy time or your on edge time, get support upfront get a babysitter, ask a neighbor to watch your kids, see if your mother-in-law can come over. Even if it's one hour of time where you can retreat and go do what you feel like doing, if it's sitting in a corner, reading a novel, you know, taking a walk in the woods by yourself, giving yourself just the tiniest amount of what you would like will make a world of difference in your energy levels. I think most of us do a one and a 10 where we think, okay, well, I have to show up and be the best mother and the best partner and the best employee. And I have to do it all at this level. And so I just, I can't give myself anything. And if I can't give myself all of what I want, then I won't give myself any of what I want. And I just really want to say like 10 minutes sitting in your closet can make a dramatic difference even if what you really need is a week off and you can't have it. Okay, so finally, I wanna just bring this on home and talk about how does this work for men? How do I support my husband's cycle? How do men interact with the moon? And how can we align our cycles with our men? And how do men cycle? So there's a great article from Hormonology, which is a a period tracking app on what men experience in terms of their cyclical experience. We will link it in the show notes. Men cycle every 24 hours. 
hormonally. Women cycle every 28 days. So a man's testosterone peaks in the morning and is high until about two in the afternoon. Testosterone is the hormone responsible for drive, for libido, for focus, for leaning in, for aggression, for getting things done. And so that time for most men is going to be the optimal time for getting the most action-packed stuff. Then the testosterone ebbs in the afternoon, and that's the time when a lot of men will feel like they need some chocolate. I know for my dad, it's a Kit Kat um, or a sugar, you know, an espresso or something, right? That's why there's an afternoon coffee break. By the way, women experience that as well. We all kind of have that in the afternoon. You can help a lot of that with tending to your blood sugar by the way, and getting adequate sleep. And so that will happen. And then, you know, and then into the evening and then again, the testosterone spikes in the morning. Again, I'm not like the man's hormonal expert, but I do know that men will experience the same four phases, a wintertime, a springtime, a summertime, and an autumn as women. And it tends to follow the following pattern. The morning tends to be the energy of the springtime, new beginnings, initiating, getting started. It's also when your cortisol spikes in a good way. It's like what gets you out of bed in the morning. And then that midday energy is kind of that visibility, summertime energy, you know, lunch meetings, getting out there, talking to people. And then the afternoon is moving and early evening is moving into that energy of the autumn of a little bit more of kind of like the luteal phase the waning moon and then the nighttime is the energy of the winter time the new moon same energy as the menstrual time it's the inward time it's when most of us are sleeping now some men will experience that they get and some women too you know hey but i get this huge energy burst from like 11 p.m until 1 a.m and that's when i do my best work so i have a couple things to say about that number one i'm not a sleep expert Number two, I just want to offer you a counter, a counter experiment, which is experiment with going to bed before you get that energy surge and see if in fact you do get your best work done at that time or if you're just overtired and wired. So it may be that you actually do. And I know like Tim Ferriss talks a lot about doing his best work in the middle of the night. Some people their rhythms actually do work that way. But I would I would rather you do an experiment to compare and contrast than just deciding that you are up in the middle of the night doing your best work because that's, for most people, that is not optimal for your hormonal health. It's not optimal for your sleep hygiene. Most of us need to go to bed before 11 p.m. because that's in Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine. That's the liver time. It's when we do so much repair and getting to bed anytime after 11 p.m. massively reduces the restorative effects of sleep. So I also have a great chapter in Do Less called Sleep as a Spiritual Practice with some wonderful data about how important sleep is and how you can improve your sleep hygiene. I felt like I went on a tangent there. Oh, I was talking about men and their cyclical nature. So For men and women, if you want to support your husband's cyclical nature, I don't think that's really your job. I think we all need to support our own cyclical nature and be in communication with our partner. So for example, Mike may have days when he's just feeling like yesterday. Do you want to talk about how you were feeling yesterday? Tired. He was just feeling tired. So I wasn't like in his face being like... from a camp with, you know, eight adults and six children. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. And he was tired and I was not. I was totally wound up. It was a day that we did not align 
with our cycles. It didn't matter. He's a human being. I'm a human being. We're two separate beings. He did his own thing. I wasn't pressuring him to be high energy. He wasn't saying like, hey, chill out. He was just like, okay, great. I love that you're so inspired by work. And he went to bed earlier than I did. We did watch a show together, which was really fun. But I just, yes, of course. Is it nice for us to communicate how we're feeling with our partner? For sure. But I don't think it's necessary for us to be on the same page. I think we, as a culture, could do less depending on our partner and more tending to our own needs. Men, that goes to you. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, there's this, there's a lot of studies down about men relying on their women to like their social calendars or everything's planned out or managed by them, right? So friends, yes, by the women. So this is hetero relationships, right? Men and women relationships, but I'm, I'd be curious. I don't know if there's been studies done on same sex partners, what those studies would be I would imagine. I have no idea that one person or the other takes on more of the handling the social calendar. I mean, I think that's probably, that's fine. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that, that your wife is your best friend, right? (laughs) Like, or your husband is your, happens to be your best friend. Like there's now I'm not saying that I do everything with, out like kate and i also have a shared calendar that we've been very good we're very good at updating and keeping on taps there's no mistakes around it like there is things are planned sometimes she books things without looking to see if i have an appointment or i do the same thing it happens right but like there's not this it's not about i'm relying on her to fulfill my calendar on a daily basis i'm not telling mike in the morning like hey remember we have this thing or this thing and he's like oh no i have a work meeting we you you forgot to tell me like that's i just feel like when i hear that from couples and it could be the man or the woman or whoever if it's a same-sex couple relying on somebody else to tell you what you're doing with your life to me feels just very adolescent right and so (laughs) i think where you have to for this as from a man's standpoint is to make sure that we are getting ourselves taken care of because of the studies being done right now regarding male depression has been increasing Mm -hmm. especially in the 50s especially when men are retiring because their social life has existed inside of work and when work goes away what is left well, you're left with like, what is my identity now? Where am I? How do I do this? And all of your friends have been because of work. So what is this li- this new life that we're creating? This is why suicide rates with men is increasing over the age of 50. And where we have to pay attention to this is even younger, where what's like looking, yeah, I was talking to my neighbor and we're talking about how they have teenagers. And uh, I was talking to the mother of these kids and they're talking about like the girls, there you have two boys and one girl and like the girl's taken care of she'll just do whatever she'll begin with her friends but even at 13 years old the boys are like (laughs) it's she goes the girls are like so professional at just keeping their social calendars filled this is what she told it was so funny and the boys are just like what do we do now right so there's this element of waiting for someone else to take care of us during this time and i feel like i mean it's this is a cultural thing right this is what the opposite of what kate was talking about because we also are moving away from this patriarchal culture. It still exists, but like we are moving away from that environment where everyone tended to men previously, right? That is the definition of a patriarchal culture. It's like all the men will be taken care of no matter what and everybody will take care of them. But no, we're moving this direction where 
it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves, right? And for each other. And it's not the woman's responsibility to take care of me. It's not Kate's responsibility to take care of me. So I think from that standpoint, it is very important where we don't rely on, I mean, that's how you ruin marriages. That's how marriages end where it's every, if I'm a hundred percent soul dependent on Kate to take care of everything, she's eventually going to be like, well, this sucks. I'm out of here because I want somebody that's going to be a partner. Or not. I would just, I would just stay and be miserable. Yeah. Or you stay and be miserable or you stay and like, oh, it's fine. You know, and you get to this environment, this place, but it's not fine. It's not fine. They like, if we have kids, the kids see it and we work in this environment. So I think that's a big, uh, big piece for, and that comes from us paying attention to ourselves, just like Kate's talking about right now with the energy perspective is I have, I am learning how to pay attention to my own energy and what do I do with that time? Like yesterday, I didn't really feel great. So I was like, there's no way I can sit at a computer and work. Like I'm totally out of it. So it's like, okay, well, well, there's some stuff that needs to be picked up or dropped off at stores. And so I was like, okay, I'll run some errands. And then, you know, and then it's just like, then I'll go get the kids and, you know. You got got the things done that needed to get done. Yes, correct. Right. And so I would say if you would like to support your husband or a male friend's cyclical nature, have him support his own and research it if he's interested. Um, I also don't know. I also know. have another recommendation for that since I'm a man and I can ask, okay. give recommendation is that if you are a woman listening to this and you have a male partner, the only way that I've been able to do that for myself is because Kate knew this knowledge previously and she started paying attention to herself and would talk to me about it. So then I'm, I'm watching this, ha- right? We, we solve our own problems and then uh, the, the, we fix the universe, right? Like, as we're solving or healing ourselves, we're healing generations, we're healing that. So it is the aspect of like, I watched you do this and how this has been beneficial for you when you started talking about it. And then I was like, oh, okay. Now I can see to go about doing this. So, because if you came to me and was like, pay attention to your cycles, I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, no, I was just saying, because women were asking and I will say it, (laughs) I don't know how this is going to come across. It never occurred to me to want to support you with your cyclical like i want to support you with your happiness and well-being but there was never a time when i thought oh me having this cyclical energy and tuning into that it never occurred to me that it needed to have anything to do with you other than if there was anything in regards to how i was feeling that i needed to communicate so i love that you Mm -hmm. said like it just works for me but this is not going to work for all women it's not going to work for all men like this is going to be a a group of people who are so excited it's the people who have been messaging me saying my mind is blown by this cyclical living information so if you're that person then this is going to be great but it doesn't mean your male partner has to be excited about it at all because it's still going to work for you regardless Mm mm-hmm but it's like you talked about what your experience was during this yeah i mean we're if we're in a relationship with somebody we want both of them to be successful at whatever they're doing and happy like what they're doing and it's like communicating with each other about what's actually going on because it's like why be in a partnership when we're not actually talking to each other yeah and so i feel like that is the that's the secret to this but if you were to like what's your cycles or your and you know a couple years ago and you're like, how's your energy cycles going? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I had no idea, right? I had no clue. And I wouldn't know what that was. But then I would also be like, I would ask you, are you, you know, because we do this all the time in our dynamic. It's like, are you paying attention to what you're going through? 
and you could be like well no and then i'm like okay well i don't know you know of course i can always pay attention to that without following you but i think what's been helpful in us is i didn't know that existed i don't think you did either and we've learned this together as we've been going through this like you knew about it because of your mom and women's bodies women's wisdom and i've learned about this from working with you so it's been very helpful i think from that standpoint but it's not like mike has taken the 90 day energy tracker and done a whole cyclical analysis i'm sure you could if it sounds interesting to you i feel unattached to whether or not you would do that yeah no it's intriguing i've always been intrigued by it to like but i do know my morning is the best time for me like i'm very well aware of when i lose focus and and you've been adjusting i space out and like think i'm working but i'm not working and so it's yeah and so i adjust to what that is and then i ask for like let's say okay i got to get some work done this morning like you know like take care of the kids i got to be out of here early you know etc he does not say take care of the kids i've got to be out of here early he says i'm gonna go to the office tomorrow first thing is that cool and i say yes thank you for interpretation well i'm just saying because people might misinterpret you don't talk to me that way right correct (laughs) yeah Oh, I would say, woman, take care of the kids. He does not. No, I'm just um, kidding. And that's great because um, I also know Mike right. really, Mike does. So this is, okay, so cyclical nature on a day-to-day, right? Right. Mike wakes up earlier than I do, naturally. I If yep. I could sleep as long as I wanted, I would, I do great like sleeping until like eight. Now, since having kids, I wake up on my own closer to 645. Of course, if I need to and the girls wake up earlier, I do. Mike, naturally, you wake up about five. Yep. And that's well, just like. Yes. Even before we had kids. I you were, do. You've I do. But now we have a child. That's usually, yeah. I understand. It, we have a confounding. So factor. let's talk about the 5 a.m. wake up this morning real fast. Were you laying in bed and being like, hey, Mike, was Mike going to go get the baby? No, the- I was just going to let her cry. <laughs> No, I know. Because I knew it was, <laughs> was around like, the time when she will cry and I put herself back to I'm sleep. I'm like, Kate, go take care of the... Well, you, you can't because she'll wake up. No, but it's sometimes in the morning she just... Anyway, that's a side note. But no. it's like... Uh, I was not thinking, will you go do it? I was thinking, let's neither of us go do it because she's right. going to put herself back to sleep. Yeah, which she will. And it's better for everybody. Yep. This is not an episode on sleep training. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So that's a difference that we have. Mike is more of a morning person than I am. He gets going more than I do. I'm actually a morning person, but not as much as he is. So we do adjust like he will sometimes go in the morning and just go knock out a bunch of stuff when he's in that super focused space. I would say I have the ability to work later into the day than you do. Sometimes I think I lose steam like I can work right up until, you know, I don't have as much of a, I actually, now I'm completely projecting. I have no idea what your experience is for myself. I find I can do nitty gritty tasks, like answering emails and just getting a few things done right up until we get the girls. Like I don't really have an afternoon slump these days where I just can't get anything done. And I think sometimes you do. Well that, and I'm also much more aware of time because there'll be, like I know I need to quit earlier because so we can get the girls picked up by four thirty because we know that the girls and then wait this there's is many their ta- cyclical nature right their cyclical nature if we pick them up after four thirty that they're more of a mess when they come more home yeah. there's more meltdowns but I also know like I'm more on it when we're home about who's going to go get the girls because a lot of times because <laughs> Kate's usually five to ten minutes late for a lot of things like that's her on time. 
and so with the girls you'd be like oh well i th- i know i have to leave earlier right sometimes you'll just leave the house at 4 30 get there at 4 45 5 o'clock depending on traffic or whatever so i'm also with when it comes to that too is like i just know that like okay whoever's getting the girls and a lot of times i do that because my office is closer too but i just i'm aware of it but there is a time where you're able to because if i'm starting work earlier that you will push you know you can do more in the afternoon than i can as well but then also after the girls go to bed i usually get a good, a good hour sometimes hour and a half of a boost of energy to get some stuff done too so it's yeah. good to know that too i usually probably will work after the girls go to bed one night a week yeah or go to dance class so in summary i also somebody did ask how do men's cycles work with the moon i don't know I don't know that there's been any data on that other than the general science on how are people affected by the moon, which I already highlighted. I don't so, notice a difference. Right. Honest. But I think it would be interesting. If for, I did track it, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. But it's like, I know with our, with Penelope and Ruby, their sleep is usually like all over the place around full moon. That's so been consistent. Do you have, have you ever noticed that you're more wakeful at the no. full moon? No. Okay. No, I always have no, no. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty pretty consistent throughout the month yeah but no i've not but it would be interesting it to would be actually interesting and like mike see. is definitely you know a predominantly masculine energy cisgendered yeah. heterosexual male obviously you know you're very emotionally available emotionally intelligent sensitive wonderful you know all of those things and like you pr- you're kind of like you are definitely more masculine energy dominant Correct. and so if i think there it, was it a male makes, that was more feminine energy it, dominant yeah so i don't know Correct. like i think yeah. it would just be interesting so if you're listening you are a man or you have a man in your life who is up for doing the daily energy tracker for 90 days and tracking his own cyclical nature with the moon as a guide point i would love to know what i'll you do find it with out. him so just okay michael out. do it with him yeah dm us and let us know i'm just curious what your reportings would be but in summary i want to say if you don't have a period for literally any reason track the moon if you are on hormonal birth control track the moon if you want to know what your experience is around your own menstrual cycle and or the lunar cycle use the daily energy tracker that you can find in do less and that is with more training around it included in the origin membership if i have not answered your question you can send me a dm i can't guarantee i would answer all of them personally via dm but if there's enough of them i would be happy to do a Mm follow-up episode so thank you so much for listening if you are intrigued if you want to grow your business by doing less if you want to have more by doing less please check out Origin. The doors are closing on Friday, July 26th. And I don't know when we'll open them again. We have amazing upgrades. I'll be talking all about them throughout the launch. Make sure you're on our list at katenorthup.com forward slash list. And so you'll hear about those. Go over to origincollective.com. Join us for the membership. We are going on this 12-month business upgrade journey together. I've created an incredible curriculum based on the cyclical nature of creativity and our projects and our productivity. It's organized. It's rhythmic. It's stunning. I'm so excited. And we have incredible experts lined up. So many bonuses. So many beautiful ways we're going to be supporting you. So head over to origincollective.com. And hopefully we will see you inside the membership. Bye. Bye.
What if you could grow your business while doing less? I am teaching a brand new updated webinar called Spacious, Three Strategies to Grow Your Business with Less Work. And you can register for free over at katenorthrop.com forward slash spacious. Again, that's katenorthrop.com forward slash spacious for the free Grow Your Business with Less Work webinar.